We have so many stories in our lives, but our stories are not always heard. On the Hear My True Story podcast, we tell our own true stories. Before the white car backed, our head teacher had scattered. Looking at him, I could only see his tie that was flying backwards, waving at us, and he disappeared in thin air. I want to share my life story. I want to share my voice with the people because I know that uh, just a small joke I can tell through this, this podcast, it will make someone smile. When you ask me what I fear most in life, I would definitely respond to you and say it's fear itself. We are fighting for togetherness. We are fighting for equal rights. We are fighting to end injustice. You don't have to be a storyteller or writer because, guess what? Life writes the best stories. Hear my true stories. This is your favorite time of the week with your number one, one podcast. Hear my true stories. Yeah, our dear listeners, welcome back again this week. It is me, your host, Otako, on the Hear My True Story podcast. I'm really so happy that you guys keep listening to the wonderful podcast and supporting us in any form that you support us. For those who are listening for the first time to this podcast, this is the Hear My True Story podcast. And on this podcast, we share our own stories. You know, we tell our own experiences. We, it could be through storytelling. It could be through spoken word. It could be through comedy, music, interviews, and conversations based on real life experiences from people who have not been given opportunities to share their own experiences. That's what makes this a true storytelling podcast yes and remember i want to tell you something that as long as you are still breathing and still living you have a story to tell because you know life writes the best story that's what i believe in as a storyteller anyway what makes this week so special is that i am going to tell my personal story and it will be really wonderful and i hope that you really enjoy it yes and through my story maybe we can learn a lot from each other And I hope that you enjoy this wonderful story from me. Thank you so much for always supporting Here My True Story podcast. With you every week, hear my true story. So this is a true story. It happened to me. If you're listening to this podcast, this is a true story. It happened to me. One time, I was hanging out with some guys of mine, friends of mine here in Germany. Uh, we were seated like in front of a river, you know, it was summertime, enjoying the sun, They're looking at people, enjoying themselves around, you know, and we were exchanging with each other. What's happening in our lives? What are you doing? What's going on? What is really nice? You know, it is always real beautiful to exchange, to get to know where, what's really good. Yeah, this kind of talk that you see of having fun. And then a friend of mine asks me a wonderful question that I won't forget up to date. So this is what he asks. Otako, what do you do for a living here in German? And then I look at him, okay, 
This is what I do. I wake up in the morning. I go to a kindergarten. That's where I work with small children, young children from three to six years. <laughs> and then he burst out laughing, crazy, real laughing. I stopped a bit and looked at him and said, okay, my friend, why are you laughing? What really makes you laugh so hard? What's so fun about my job? I'm just telling you I work in a kindergarten with children from three to six years. And then you're laughing so crazy like that. But yes, I also laughed because he was laughing. <laughs> and then he said, listen, Otaku, this is what it is. Your job doesn't really look like a real job. It's not work. Look, what you do in the morning, you wake up in the morning, you go to your place of work and you're with children from three to six year olds. Yeah. And for me, what I see in the kindergarten, you just play all day. You look, children play in sand. Children are just playing in the room and educators like you are seated there looking at children doing nothing. You are just seated there standing or sometimes you look at the kids playing in the sand. Sometimes you take children for a walk. Sometimes you say, yeah, we are going with the children to the forest and sometimes you are taking coffee in your room when children are just playing at their free time, free play time and for you just enjoying coffee and another thing that I know about you educators you like gossiping so you gossip the whole day about parents which is so funny which I find as really funny because it's not work it's fun I told him okay this is interesting to know from you but for me that's work they said look Otako I've known you before you were doing something better than in the kindergarten to be with children of three to six year olds you're doing theater why don't you do that why don't you do theater go back on stage that's real that's real creative and then something that i had forgotten but i can say it right now here is that i remember him saying okay look at this otaku when i go to kindergartens here or daycare centers i find women doing that job i don't see men it's a job for women Why did you choose such a job? Yeah, this, this is a job for women. You're not supposed to be babysitting Otaku. Uh, and then he said, ah, listen, the real job that I see that you guys who work in kindergartens have is to clean the children, to change their pampers. That is a real job. But beyond that, the rest is just having fun. Playing with children in sand, running around, looking at them and gossiping about parents. That's it. And then I told him, you know what? I like waking up in the morning. I go, play with children, take walks, play in the sand, look at them drawing things. Yeah? Free time play, they play. I take them to the sports hall. They jump around. I look at them. I enjoy that. That really makes me happy. That's my job. And I like doing what I love most. Then, as we are talking, I realized that I cannot convince this friend of mine that working in a kindergarten with children from three to six year olds is a job. He could really not understand that because he had already stereotypes and prejudices about that kind of job. So today, I'm going to share with you, our dear listeners, some kind of prejudices and stereotypes against pre-educators or educators who work in preschools or work in 
kindergartens or work in nursery schools or work in daycare centers. These ones are things that people say. Myths, stereotypes. Thank you for listening to my story. Your favorite podcast is here. Hear my true stories. Uh, so today, uh, in this particular episode, I'm going to talk about various prejudices and stereotypes against kindergarten educators. I mean, there are so many of them. I may not be able to talk about each and everything, but I'm sure I'll try so hard to just share my personal experience when I meet people and I tell them that I'm working in the kindergarten, I'm working in a daycare center, I'm working in a nursery school. They always have stereotypes about the people who are working in this field of work. Anyway. First, I'll start with the first prejudice that most of you maybe you have heard already. Some of you maybe you have not heard it, but there's this myth, there's this stereotype, there's this uh, prejudice that people say, you know, educators in kindergarten, the only thing they do is handcrafts and play all day with children. Yes, when you come to the kita or maybe you come to the daycare center, you'll find children playing children doing handcrafts but the point is that you're just seeing what the children are doing you are not analyzing what it benefits from them doing that let me tell you something it is very important for young children to do crafting or to play or to do paintings because this promotes their creativity you know it develops their gross and fine motoric skills. And it's not only that. With crafting, also children have the opportunity to, 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 to tell their own stories, to, to express their emotions through these paintings that you see, through these drawings that you see that children do, through the crafting. When a child does craft something, they're trying to communicate to you emotions that maybe you are not yet aware of. But as someone who's working with children, you know what this child is trying to, to communicate to you when they, they, they do such a painting, almost such a craft. That's how important it is that they need to communicate children, to communicate through that. They share their feelings by doing what they are doing through crafting. That's what people don't want to understand. That the crafting that you see us doing in kindergartens with kids, with children, it's not just that. It goes beyond what you're just seeing. When you see children playing with each other, they're learning how to communicate with each other, how to, to socialize with other children. It is very important for them too. Because there's a saying from where I come from, is that children learn from playing. Every child needs that opportunity to discover themselves through playing, to learn something through playing. That's how important it is to have the children do the playing that you think we just do in the kita or maybe in the kindergarten. It's not just that. And we don't only just do the playing that you think about. We do other activities that children engage in beyond crafting. And I mean, we do other things that promote their social, emotional, and physical development. 
when you see them going to the sports hall and they're jumping, you know, they're doing movements, they, they, they are training their body movements, taking walks, going to the forest, discover something. It's something that we do as children, but it, it, it is something that they need for their physical development, for their social development, for their emotional development, for their cognitive development. It is very important. It's not just what you see us do, but what is the purpose of what we are doing with the children. There is also another stereotype that people really say. I mean that educators in kindergartens, nursery schools, daycare centers are not qualified. They are not really trained. That is a prejudice. People are trained to be educators in kindergartens, wherever, I don't know, but from my experience, people need to be qualified and they, 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 they takes school for around three years. Here in Germany, it takes you three years to become a ASEA or a CRN. I mean, that's educator in English. And then you really have to train for this. You can't just be giving people's kids without taking the training. But when people look at that as not being educated, it's kind of a stereotype because maybe because of its history, but it's wrong because people are undergo training. They have to get degrees. They have to be professionalized in this kind of work. They take professional trainings that make them to be ASCs, and you'll never find someone not advised to do those trainings, even though when they're doing a certain kind of qualification, they'll always advise to take trainings in what areas that they need in this job as a educator or as a seer or a seerin. So there's that myth that the people working in kindergartens, they are not educated, they are not qualified. We are educated, we are qualified. People have skills they have gathered in their life that you can never gather in one month. For example, for me personally, I did various trainings. I am a theater educator. I've been doing theater for over 10 years. And then I tried to change my career. I'm now an educator with children in kindergarten. I'm taking training to qualify, to be satisfied, to be an educator, which takes three years. It takes time. I went to university where, from my home country in Uganda, to be a teacher all these skills that I've gathered in my life, and then you find me working with children, and then you said people working in kindergartens are not educated, then it's a lie because people have skills, people have trainings, people have gathered experiences that they work with children because they are the role models as ASE, as educators. We are the role models of children. They, they spend over six hours with you in a day. So you are the first role model for them in the kindergarten. They see you, they communicate with you. You have to document their day. You have to communicate with the other institutions like schools about child's development in case they're moving from kindergarten to schools where you need education, where you need to be qualified in that. You need to write reports about each child, how they're developing. You can do that without being trained in that area, how to do that. So you need this training. That means that Anyone you find in the kindergarten, they are trained for that job. You need to respect them for that. If you think that they are just not educated, then you are technically in the wrong way. 
No, I'm not complaining about this. Anyone listening to this podcast, I'm just saying that there are stereotypes, there are prejudices. People just assume assumptions, myths. And then there's another stereotype where people say that working in kindergarten is only for female people. I mean, for females, for women. This is something that I meet as a person most of the times. You know, when I tell someone that I'm working in kindergarten, oh, okay, but you're a man. What, how do you end up working in the nursery school or working in the kindergarten or working in a daycare center? You're a man. You cannot do that. It is a job for women. These stereotypes are really not really nice. They, they affect, of course, when someone is if a male, a CEO or a male educator, it affects you because when you, whenever you talk with someone and they say, yeah, it's a job for women, you try to find yourself, okay, what do I do now? If people are thinking that's the only job for women, if people are not going to trust me with their children because they say, ah, yeah, to be an educator, to be a good educator, you have to be a woman, so I, I trust my child with a woman educator than a man who's an educator. So such stereotypes, when someone has that in their mind, it's also difficult for the male educators who are working with children to really support the child's development and also to really do their job as professionals in this field of work. So think about your stereotype because this job, anyone can do it regardless of your gender identity. You don't need to be what the society assumes or what stereotype the society wants you to be. And as a male, yes, yeah, you're a role model because you give a chance to so many young people who are not having a chance to have male role models in their life. So you as an educator, you're acting as a role model. That's what the society is not understanding. That children need to have this chance to see diversity in a kindergarten where they spend most of their time. When they see these male educators, they, they see role models that, yeah, it's okay, it's not wrong to find a man being in a kindergarten. Because children have to experience these things at a very early age. And that's what we contribute. Enjoying this episode? Leave a review now. Hear my true story. It is very important for children to have the chance to be in in a kindergarten or maybe in a daycare center or maybe in the in the nursery school because this prepares them for their next level of life of going to school. And that's the work of ASCS or may, that's the work of educators. I'm sorry guys, I'm mixing German and English but that's the work of educators to lay a good foundation for the children to learn how they can really develop in life. Because when the children are in the kindergarten, the SES try to really prepare them. So, you know, time is going to come when you move out from the kita and then you'll go to, to school. Because every kindergarten they have maybe children here in German when a child is six years, then they are going to move to another level of education. That's the, the 
for shule kinder so they prepare the preschool children they prepare them they just they start doing some things that really are preparing them for joining school they get uh, language support support that is needed for them to really be ready for the school that's what ASE has to because they report to the school this child is he has this kind of support already this child is good at this this one needs this kind of support this one needs this kind of support all this documentation and sharing of information between uh institutions that are supporting the child's development is always done by ASEAS because when a child has a good foundation in the kita this child has a chance of making it in school very well and enjoy more school because they have had the chance to start it at a very early age with ASEAS their social development is good their emotional development is good their cognitive growth is good you know the academic development also is improving because of this good foundation that get in the kindergartens because let me tell you something as an educator you encourage kids in kindergartens you encourage them to develop confidence resilience self esteem yeah through giving them opportunities to try out so many things because they are there with you all day and this is something that they get chance to, to to try out so many things to develop their self esteem to develop their, their their confidence to develop their communication skills and that is all only done in kindergartens anyway yeah, i can just i can just point out some of the important roles that educators play in the life of children when they are in the kindergarten i mean for example supporting the children to develop their social skills and behavior you know when we are in kindergarten with children we have this opportunity really to to see how children are trying to do to 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 to, to cooperate with each other how they can really develop team working among themselves how they can solve conflicts among themselves how, how they can take on responsibilities <laughs> at a very early age you know socializing is something that people don't look at as something that children learn at a very early age when they are able to communicate with their peers when you find them okay they are 3 years to 6 years old how are they able to communicate with each other how are they able to solve these social conflicts among themselves can they really manage that uh, how can how can they really decide that today i want to play in the sand or maybe today i want to ride just a fastoic i mean like uh a bicycle maybe i want to just play something else this is only in the kindergarten where they, they, they learn they learn that with the support from the educators who give them the chances the opportunities to try out making their own decisions so It is something important and it's done by educators. Yes, our dear listeners, we are coming to the end of the conversation. So uh, before I end this episode, I want to say it is very important for us as people to really appreciate the role of educators in kindergartens, nursery schools and daycare centers. We should as communities wherever we are to end this kind of prejudices and stereotypes against educators because it affects 
a lot when people have a lot of these prejudices. It's also important for us to really appreciate. Sometimes you just need to appreciate and also to support the educators in kindergartens, daycare centers to do their work. It's also good for us to to see how beautiful it is for the children to play. And I would like just to say, playing is part of learning. We all learn through playing. And that's what I would like to say at the end of the day. When you go to the kindergarten and you find children playing in sun, that's our work. Our work is to play because we learn through playing and we appreciate and we respect the fact that it is important for the children to play because they learn through playing. Thank you so much for listening to this wonderful podcast. It has been me, your host, Otako, and I hope that you really learned a lot from my conversation and I really look forward to next week as we talk about more other things. If you enjoyed this conversation, please kindly give us a, a comment. If you wish, you can also share within your colleagues, your friends, those who know about the podcast. You can inform other people that don't know about this podcast. And also, from your various uh, podcasting streaming platforms, you can leave a comment for us when you appreciate about our work, what we're doing on this podcast. It makes us really enjoy our creativity and also enjoy providing content to you. Also on this wonderful podcast, you can also go to our website, hearmytostory.com. There you can support the podcast with anything that you can. You can become a supporter to the podcast by donating the little you have. Content creation takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy. And we need to create more content for you. That's if you're enjoying this wonderful content. And in case you have anything to add on what I've talked about, yeah, you are free really to also get in touch with me, the host of the podcast. On this episode, it is always our email that you can contact us. Contact us. On this episode, in the description, you can find our email. In case you want to contribute something to the podcast, you can reach me personally on this email. Here at hearmytostory.com. That's the email. And in there, you can support the podcast by contributing a lot in what we, we do and what we, we share with you. So, for those who have been listening for the first time, this is here my story podcast, and we are very happy that we had you for the first time as a first-time listener. I hope that you can join us again next week, and we look forward to doing more episodes and providing more content to you guys. Thank you for listening to here my story podcast. It has been me, Otako, your host. We not only have voices for a podcast, but also faces for YouTube. Don't miss your next episode. Hear my true story. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Music by Edwin Matovo, hosted and produced by Otako. Subscribe to our podcast for more stories and visit us on our website, hearmytruestory.com for more stories. All the links are listed in the show notes of this podcast.